0: what's going on you guys welcome back to the athlete metal game coaching podcast we're super excited for our guests this week and another reason and the main reason that we're bringing on guests is because we want to interview high-level athletes high-level professionals and just dive deep into their mindset and understand how their mind works to see if we can replicate it And try and you know do what they do at the highest levels so this week we have a good friend Eric Haggerty on I'm super excited so welcome to the podcast Eric
1: yeah thanks for having me
0: yeah so obviously we like to just jump right into right into our topics we don't like to mess around with all the other nonsense so Eric why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are what you do where you came from everything about Eric what's your story man
1: yeah, so, um, yeah, my name is Eric. Um, I'm from originally from Oahu, Hawaii, um, but I've lived in Cincinnati, Ohio, pretty much just about my whole life uh, for a, a big chunk of it. Um, and I play professional futsal in the same league called as uh, National Futsal Premier League. Um, I started playing, when I, playing soccer and futsal when I was like probably around, started playing soccer when I was like four years old. And then uh, I found street soccer, futsal around, I don't know, I was like 12 and I just fell in love with it um and yeah that's pretty much it just kept playing and now i'm here yeah so
0: you are a professional football player right we play in the same league Mm -hmm. um obviously you're a very very talented player but you've bounced around quite a few times right so you're obviously right down in cincy right now um but you've kind of bounced around tell me a little bit about those different experiences with other teams
1: yeah um my first year 2019 2020 season um i went up to columbus because i had left college in 2019 that summer um and I strictly just wanted to play futsal I was burned out on soccer I didn't want to play soccer anymore so I was like why not try to play I knew about the NFPL I was like why not try to play so I hit up the Columbus guys I was like hey I'll I'll drive up there every week for training it doesn't matter I just want to play um so they're like yeah come come ahead and uh so I did and then I think uh I don't know, two, three months into it, um, I was struggling with an injury, so I I wasn't really uh, with the team too much, and then COVID hits, right, so then everything's shut down, world turns upside down, all that stuff, Um, but then the, so that, but it actually gave me time to recover my injury, my ankle, which is actually a blessing in disguise, um, is kind of how I see it, Uh, so then my next year, I was like, I don't know if I want to play with Columbus. We'll we'll see where it goes. And then Lansing City, uh, in Lansing, Michigan, hit me up and they were like, "Hey man, do you want to come live up here, play here, and play with our team?" And I was like, "Absolutely!" So <laughs> packed all my stuff, moved up there, and I was like, "Dude," especially seeing their arena, I was like, "Dude, yeah. this is a no-brainer." Like yeah. no no no-brainer. Um, so yeah, so I moved up there, played with them for I was living there and playing almost every single day for like nine months straight, and it was phenomenal it was amazing um and then I just got a little a little homesick but also I just wanted to take all the stuff I'd learned in those two years and bring it to a team in Cincy because I knew with the Jenga guys like I knew Cincy it could be it could be a cool program it could be an awesome thing and like just the guys in Cincy just love the game so I was like Mm -hmm. let's try to make start a team in in Cincinnati so that's what I did um hit up the Jenga guys they're like uh I was like, Hey man, we, we could start a team in this league, um, or with Jenga, whatever. They said, yeah, we're down. So then I think not even like a day later, I packed all my stuff <laughs> up again, moved down to Cincy back to Cincy. And I was, and that's, that's that. Uh, and we've been at this team for two years now. So yeah. Yeah. Three, te- three years, three years, three teams, but yeah.
0: yeah. Kind of all over the place too with, uh, obviously COVID was a, was a big one. Um, mm-hmm. obviously set all of us back, uh, quite a bit. So, with your injury right Mm -hmm. and moving around you know being born in hawaii and then coming over here like you've had a lot of change so what is i guess like what's the hardest challenge that you've faced had to overcome um and how did that affect you uh just everything about it
1: yeah um i think my definitely my hardest challenge was that injury um because in 2019 in that summer i left college and i kind of not necessarily burned all my bridges but i kind of just left not wanting to play soccer so yeah. it was either futsal or everyday life get a job and kind of work so yeah and i didn't want that so, <laughs> so i was like okay cool and then uh i think it was it was at a one of those like uh national camp not even like a camp it was like one of those play dates where they invited everybody to a city oh, yeah. it was in philly yeah. and uh and the coaches were just evaluating a bunch of players. And I think uh, within two minutes of the first day, there was like this stray ball going across the court. And I was running across the court, stepped on it. And the way my foot, like, oh, it, like, I've never felt pain like that, but I've never, and I, it, it was just scary. Like it, I just yeah, rolled yeah. my ankle, I thought I broke it. Yeah. Thankfully I didn't. Um, but that, that started, uh, I think it was like six to eight months of, not being able to do anything just with my ankle and I couldn't figure out what was wrong with it and come to find out I think I had like uh partially torn or something ligaments in that area I don't know the exact terminology but uh that was definitely my biggest challenge was I just left this this college program which was kind of like a safety net for me like Mm -hmm. it gave me I still had two years to play left that and then two three months later I get this big injury the biggest injury of my life and now i'm kind of back to square one right starting at zero yeah so i kind of had to just suck it up in the the terms of this is where i'm at and this is where if i want to get back to playing and if i want to get to a place where i feel comfortable with my ankle Mm -hmm. that i got to put in the work i got to put in the rehab work and all this other stuff and i have to stay disciplined in that right so i think that that time period bred a lot of uh discipline for me but through consistency right so yeah um, it was just like every single day I would wake up and I would have to do this like cold, hot, cold, hot thing, all these different, like two, three hours of rehab just on my ankle. And yeah. I hated it, yeah. but I knew that get it, that doing it would get me back. So I was yeah. like, that's, I just have to do it. And I have to do this. Yeah, so, absolutely. So yeah. what, um, so obviously I'm going
0: through an injury myself, right? Yeah. I just broke my leg, big injury. Um, and I know a lot of our athletes that we work with tend to go through injuries and Mm. it's not common for, or it's not uncommon for athletes to go through big injuries and then Mm. hundred percent physically fit. They're ready to go, but mentally they're not there and there's always a setback. Um, and they can never really achieve, you know, that ability, um, that they were there that they had before. Right. So obviously Mm. seeing you play, you have that ability, the same ability, right? So how do you think you handled it and how how does that like what was your mindset going into it? You know, obviously you stressed discipline heavily, mm-hmm. right? Um, so how do you think, you know, being disciplined in your training, how do you think that helped your mental mental side to be able to get back to a hundred percent and even better than you were before?
1: Yeah. Um that that was a big part of it too, like not just the physical, but it was also the mental, especially when I got it good enough to kick a ball around or train a little bit, it was still always in the back of my mind. If I step weird, it's I'm going to roll it again and I'm going to be out again. Mm -hmm. Um, I would like tape it heavily and then put an ankle brace on. Like I was doing all these things and I I don't even think that necessarily that, that I was doing those things for my mind. I wasn't doing it for the physical because physically I was fine. Like I could still play, but mentally I was like, that was the worst injury. I don't want it to happen again. So I'm going to do more than I need to, to, to get back. Um, But I think uh, so, so that for like a month or two was, was tough on my, my mental game because I was even playing, like I would be playing and I would be trying to go hundred percent play, Mm. but I knew in the back of my mind, my mind wasn't allowing my body to do it. So I was always struggling. I wasn't playing well, all this other stuff. And I had to really, kind of like look myself in the mirror and, and like tell myself like hey your body is fine like <laughs> if you get another injury you get another injury it doesn't yeah. matter but right now you're fine you can run you can walk you can play you can pass a ball you can shoot like so do that so I think it was do, trying to do that and then also just getting some like feedback from like coaches or mm-hmm. uh the Ginga guys that um and just tell me like hey like you are good now like you, you can you can do this yeah. um yeah
0: yeah. So that's obviously like, that's a huge battle with athletes mm. is kind of convincing yourself that you are fine, right. That you're getting better, you're training, you're doing the right things. Yep. Uh, but for some reason, like some athletes just can't get over that, that little hump. Right. Um, and I think genuinely believe that the discipline side of it, just kind of forcing yourself to do it, even when you don't want to, right. You said that three hours yeah. of that PT, you know, that <laughs> type of stuff that rehab was just, obviously it's not fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, I, I wish I was, you know, doing something else. You know, I wish I was hundred percent healthy, but you know, at that point, like you've got to stay disciplined, you kind of just got to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. So what were some of those things that actually helped you to stay disciplined in those moments while, you know, it was tough, you know, there's days you're like, you know, I can't do this. Right. Um, yeah. How can you stay, like, how did you stay disciplined throughout that recovery period?
1: Yeah, um so at first I was very I was pretty inconsistent. I'd say like the first month I was kind of mm-hmm. in my feelings whatever it was just sad about the injury. Um yeah. but then my my dad actually uh, texted me or called me or something and he said like if I don't start now I'm just inevitably pushing back my coming back to the game date, right? Yeah, so yeah. If I don't do it for a month, then I have another month later yeah. on the back end. So that really was like for me it was like okay, so I can either sit here and like just watch Netflix and do nothing for nine months or yeah. I can, and, and then it, it turns into 18 months, whatever it is. So, right. or I can start now and then every day it's going to get closer to that day. So yeah, that biggest thing was, was that was the biggest thing for me. Um, yeah. And then every day that I did stay consistent, it got a little bit easier to keep mm-hmm. doing it the next day because yeah. it was almost part of my routine at that point.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean you said you talk about the date of getting back, right? Um was that something that someone said, Hey, this is pretty much your return date? Or is this Mm -hmm. like you didn't really have, you know, a set return date, but you were just like, I'm gonna get back whenever I can get back. Um, based off that date that you gave yourself, did Mm -hmm. you end up speeding up the process and getting back earlier? Or did it take a little bit longer than what you expected?
1: Yeah, so initially, um, the doctor told me, like, uh, I think he told me, like, two or three months because mm-hmm. I was in a brace, then a crutches, whatever. Yeah. Um, But it ended up being way longer just because I didn't have the strength. I had to get that strength back. That's right. So then there was no, yeah, there was no, like, th- th- six months you can you can play after that. It yeah. was kind of like, if you feel you're ready, then you can go. Yeah. Um. So I think that not knowing, because let's say you get, like, an ACL, you you know, you have a timeline, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think not knowing kind of messed with my mental to come back, right. but it also, I mean, I, and it was just stink resistant in the to get it physically ready to be able to run yeah. was a big one for me. And then yeah. from there, it was kind of just keep taking those steps to to get back fully, hundred percent.
0: Yeah, because I know so that from my injury, the doctors told me you know three months from surgery you're good to go. Okay, um, and I was like, okay but do they know I want yeah. to be back high level as can yep. like do they know I'm I'm getting stuck in again right um, <laughs> like so I'm trying to you know figure out is that 3 months realistic is mm-hmm. it something that you know is possible right cuz it's 3 months and I'm 100% by the time of injury I'm back okay. for playoffs right yep. and that is like oh that's huge but also yeah. right like I don't know if they know <laughs> that i'm trying to play at the highest level that i can yeah right so mm-hmm. um obviously talk about strength right yep your leg and everything could be healed but everything around it is is just as weak right and that's a little mm-hmm. bit of what i'm going through right now is everything's starting to heal really really well but mm-hmm. it's just my leg is weak right you gotta yeah. re-strengthen, and that's what tends to take a lot longer than than people expect so i know exactly what you mean that was that's definitely it's definitely something that isn't isn't the most fun but um yeah so with that um talking about mindset right let's say you were able to go back and talk to your senior in high school self right Mm. committed to play uh you play at west virginia right
1: no i played at um yeah, UNOH. It was an NAI school.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Yep. Um. So, UNOH, right? Mm-hmm. You're committed to play there at that point. Let's say, current Eric goes back and talks to you. What is? What are you telling yourself at that point?
1: Uh, I think if I had to go back, I would definitely just tell myself to stay grounded in terms of like my training, but also like think about not just that next goal so not just college but if i want to play further think mm-hmm. about those goals and what i would have to do now to get there in time yeah. not just what i would do now to get to college what i would do now to get to the pro level or the yeah. semi pro or whatever it was um i think i would I'd would stress that to myself to look at the bigger picture and look at like what it is i really want out of the sport and out of life mm-hmm. um train train for that not just train for the thing that's coming up
0: right the very next thing Mm -hmm. would you have told yourself to not go to UNOH
1: um or did you learn a
0: lot from you know that experience there even though it may have been negative but um, yeah
1: would I think I think I definitely I found I found out a lot about myself at UNOH I found out like what kind of player I am and what kind of player I like kind of default to um no matter what position the coach would put me at I would always default to something yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so so I found out those things about myself which I previously mm-hmm. didn't know which was good yeah um, then I also found like a groove and I found like a flow of game and like I, I found a lot of confidence as well in my like ability dribbling passing yeah. all this stuff Um. so I definitely I, I don't think I would not go to UNH um, yeah. because it did open up more doors almost in my mind of like yeah. these are even more possibilities that you have now yeah. um because you can you can assist to do this so yeah
0: yeah. so what made you um walk away from soccer and stick to futsal and like yo, i'm a futsal player All right what was yeah. the what was the big decision why did why do you why did you make that big switch
1: yeah um i think so i found like street soccer futsal in 2010 so i was like 12 okay. years old yeah, yeah and from there it was like non-existent um, in the U S like you couldn't yeah. play futsal in college. You, you still can't. Right. But yeah, yeah. Uh, you couldn't do anything. You, you, if you wanted to play the game, you'd have to play soccer. So I yeah. stuck with soccer. Um, but I knew playing futsal, like I would go every day or try to every day, like in my free time, I'd go play street soccer, play futsal. Yeah, and yeah. I just loved it. Like that was where I felt my most self and like felt like I could express myself with the ball. Yeah. Um, playing so I knew I always wanted to do that soccer was just kind of like there because that bred the opportunities that I wanted for further advancement okay. uh, in my career so I did all that and then once when I got to you know my first year was really good my second year was I was just uh, I knew my head wasn't in it and it was just getting burnt out and yeah. that was when I found out about the futsal the NFPL and I was like yeah yeah and, and every day at training, we train like two, three times a day in the preseason. Yeah. And every day at training, I'm like, oh, dude, I suppose I was playing futsal right now.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. And, uh. So, yeah, and then 2019, I was like, uh, in the end of that spring, um, coming into that spring, I was like, really having conversations with myself and like talking to my mom and dad and just being like, I don't know if I want to do two more years of this and the school yeah. part of it i just i was never good at school <laughs> never, and i wasn't interested in yeah. anything yeah. i was learning too yeah. i think that was probably the biggest thing but um yeah. and i was like and, and then so they told me they're like so then stop doing it and i was like okay uh, yeah it, it makes sense it's easy to say right. but is it easy to do and then right. i think eventually i was just i just i just did it and i was just took that leap and i was like yeah let's okay.
0: go for it yeah so Going through that big change, right? Another one for you, right? Yeah, is obviously talking to your parents and then being supportive of you. Did you have any other people in your life, like mentors, older coaches, older players, that you kind of look to for advice in those moments that ultimately like changed your career path, right? Yeah. Uh, who are some of those people?
1: Yeah, um, I'll say definitely two. Uh, the guys that started Jenga, John, yeah. uh, John and Derek. Yeah, they they always like saw. They they always saw what in me what I kind of saw in myself. A lot of yeah. soccer coaches would want me to to be somebody else, almost in a sense, or right. fit their style. Whereas like the Jinga guys were like, whatever style is your style, use that within the game, and you, you mm. make that your your asset, right? Yeah. So I always so I always was close with them because of that reason, and then we right. just always stayed close. Um, yeah. Then they were always supportive in those decisions, uh, with me as well. So I would talk to them a lot. Um, and yeah, I think they, they were definitely big, big mentors in the, in that aspect for sure.
0: Yeah. And so being able to kind of grow up or grow a club from, from nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Jing has always had an Academy, yep. right. But now, you know, having the men's team and being almost at the helm of it, right. Mm-hmm. How, how exciting how cool is that how fun is that to be able to kind of bring in your own sort of creativity with style of play um into how you know you guys play
1: oh it's 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 awesome man it's, it's everything it's uh it's just so fun to because we started this in 2018 with the yeah. phone call and then we just started an instagram page and then we just put out we we're like open trial. we just hoped people would yeah, come yeah, yeah. um because we had like we knew there was a Jenga style, right? Our youth academy has a Jenga style. Like they have a style of play and we wanted to implement that as well with the men's team. Um, so we just need bodies and that was the biggest thing. So then our first open trial, I think we had like 40 players. And I was like, this is amazing. I was like, this is awesome. That's really good for a first trial. I know. I was like, I was like, okay, we we have something here. Right. So, um, and then, yeah, just that. And then just seeing it grow from year one, There's a lot of, hurdles we had to, to pass right yeah or like unknowns we just didn't know a lot of stuff yeah. um and then coming into year two and then i think the the most rewarding feeling is doing all this back end work and all this training all this stuff yeah. and then going to play in front of the fans and like yeah. you have a youth kid that used to coach and yeah he or she's like wearing your number on their back and like oh it's just it's just so cool and they're like cheering yeah. for you it's just, it's, it's, yeah. it's definitely it comes full circle in those moments absolutely
0: especially I mean, that's a really cool thing, especially, you know, with the layout here, right? We have, we have a big youth academy that a lot of, you know, a lot of young athletes come out and watch and yeah. you're not only playing for you and playing for your team, but you're playing for them, right? Mm-hmm. And what they aspire to be as well. So with that being said, like, what is a, what is a, probably your biggest piece of advice that you give to a younger futsal player in the Jenga Academy or or any other academy for that for that matter but what is, what do you think is your your biggest piece of advice that you would give to them
1: um i'd probably say one i would say just keep training right the 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 way that you train and everybody has their own uh, uh like i don't know um development style right their okay. development some people develop really quickly early on and then kind of fade out some mm-hmm. people are consistent, some people are late bloomers, right? Yeah. Um, so I would say, don't worry necessarily about the players around you that are maybe better than you at the time or whatever it is. I would say, keep trying to get better day every single day within yourself, right? Maybe your touch or your passing or your juggling all these things, different things. You can work on endless amounts of things. Yeah. Um, then two, I would I would say, find someone that you look up to or aspire to. Maybe that's a player on the men's team. Maybe that's a professional player in Europe, or maybe it's a soccer player, whatever it is, and kind of study them and see how they grew up, see how they they made it to that level. Um, mm-hmm. watch watch them talk, all this these different things. Um yeah. and, and try to try to replicate that, but do it in your own way, in your own development style.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's a big thing because a lot of athletes tend to take these other players that they they watch and compare mm. themselves to other players and that's when it can be detrimental but like you said like if you use it you know take you know the good things and the bad things Mm -hmm. whatever but then turn it into your own style and your own creativity and do your own thing right um and that's when you can learn from other athletes instead of compare yourself to other athletes um and that's a that's a really big thing so final question ending question this is our big one is why do you think an athlete i guess not just a soccer player but overall right Mm. an athlete's mindset is so important
1: yeah, um, I'd say fifty percent of your game is mental, right? You can have all the physical attributes. You can be the, you can be six seven. You could be, you can be like a LeBron. You could be dunking on it or being have the ability to dunk on everybody. But if you don't, if you're not allowing yourself to unlock that physically, like if your mental is not there and you're you're not helping yourself get there, you're you're not gonna get there. So, uh, I mean, I've seen players that are so good but they're like a coach yells at them and then they start playing bad. Their touches off all this mm-hmm. because they're, they're just thinking too much or they're, they're not playing within themselves. They're trying to please somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I think that the mental is, is almost in my opinion, more important than the physical. Cause anybody can, if you train long enough, you can be able to pass a ball correctly. You can be able to dribble correctly, but if your mental's not there, your confidence isn't there, it's mm-hmm. not going to, all that training and all that isn't going to, it's not going to amount to anything.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Completely agree with that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That is all Eric. Thank you so much for jumping on. Um, and to all you athletes out there continue to study your mental game, continue to grow, and then you can, you know, be a professional player, professional athlete like Eric. Um, so (laughs) first things first, right. In order to start your mental game journey, we have a little, a little workbook that's free workbook on our website. Go check that out top 10 costly mental game mistakes that you could possibly be making right now. Go check that out. That's a perfect way to just start your mental game journey. And with that being said, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks, Eric. Yeah.